Welcome to Out of Curiosity. Consider us your field guide for queer pride. You will hear from the best of the best in terms of queer business leaders, queer relationship experts, the activists working to protect us all, and everyday LGBTQ plus people that have figured a few things out so you don't have to. Out of Curiosity is brought to you by the Pride and Joy Foundation. Let's do this. I hope you're enjoying our season of showcasing the incredible speakers at the Pride and Joy Summit from May 2021. This episode is sponsored by Queers in the Country, a three-day meetup in April for LGBTQ plus and BIPOC nomads, hosted by a lesbian-owned venue in rural Kentucky. This amazing van life festival is raising funds for Pride and Joy Foundation. Overnight and day passes are now available Visit www.queersinthecountry.com to learn more. So for today, we have Arielle D'Angelo. She's an incredible coach and leader in our community with her company, We the Rainbow. Self-love is an integral topic in the LGBTQ community, one that words can't fully encapsulate. Sometimes I feel like straight people don't understand the amount of self-love that it takes to live a truly authentic life. Recently, Pride and Joy Parents hosted a workshop focused on self-harm in our youth, and our teacher taught a concept about the layers of protection that we all need. It starts with self, right in the very center, and expands in concentric circles to family, school, work, and then society at large. I love that it starts with self. We have to feel safe enough inside with our own selves to be authentic as we build the safety to be authentic on the outside. And self-love is critical to that safety. This is also an important concept for parents of LGBTQ plus youth to understand. We as parents can shower our child with love, but if they don't feel the love and safety within themselves first, it's almost impossible for our love to penetrate. So one of our most important jobs as parents is to foster deep self-love, both modeling our own and helping our children to identify it in their own lives. And for this topic, I give you Arielle D'Angelo. My name is Arielle D'Angelo. My pronouns are she, her, and this is how self-love saved my life as an LGBTQ plus person. I used to wish upon every shooting star that I wasn't gay. I would cry myself to sleep and pray that God pick anybody else to bear this burden. It felt too big for me to carry, and I found myself constantly asking, why me? You see, the thing is, I didn't grow up with LGBTQ role models. I had never seen any gay person in the media that looked like me. To add to that, I grew up in the straightest hometown you can imagine. (laughs) There was nobody who exemplified my story. And trust me, the world made it perfectly clear that there wasn't a place in society for people like me. With every assumption, whisper, insult, heteronormative sorority chant, I found myself slipping into a deeper spiral. What is wrong with me? So I did what any closeted gay person would do, and I tried to squeeze myself into that narrative. I even took it a bit too far at times. 
because being anything other than that meant losing everything, or so I thought. But the more I denied, the more I suppressed, and the more I tried to mold myself into this perfect, acceptable, straight version of myself, the more I lost myself. I became depressed, anxious, afraid. The darkness and fear was all-consuming. I was surrounded by many people, yet I had never felt more alone in my entire life. My fears and limiting beliefs devoured me, and I became my own worst enemy. I told myself over and over again that I didn't deserve to be here, that the world was better off without me. It felt like a cycle from which I could never escape. That was until one morning I woke up and said, enough is enough. I realized something needed to fucking change. I knew that there had to be another way to live because this was certainly not it. So I headed out on a seven day retreat called the Hoffman process in the hopes of finally living out my straight fairy tale dreams. But that's quite literally the opposite of what happened. At this retreat, I learned deep self-forgiveness and not for being gay. I learned to forgive myself for the pain that I put myself through in spite of being gay. I learned how to accept the parts of me I used to so deeply resent. I learned how to give love to the little girl inside of me who yearned for acceptance and appreciation. Over the course of these seven days, my old stories unraveled themselves and my authentic self was revealed. And I'm not talking through massages and facials. I'm talking through demon slaying, screaming at the top of your lungs, death and rebirth kind of vibe. Sounds fun, right? But seriously, there was also a ton of play, laughter and connection. Hoffman is where I experienced love in its most unconditional form. I walked into this retreat as my own worst enemy and I walked away as my own best friend. For the first time in my life, I experienced what it felt like to have radical love and compassion for all parts of myself. And finally, I realized that my queerness wasn't wrong. It was beautiful. After this retreat, I set out on a journey of self-love. I was still closeted and there was still struggle, but for the first time in years, freedom felt like it was in arm's reach. With this profound new sense of awareness and connection to myself, it became very clear how being closeted was impacting me. I realized that I was causing myself pain and I loved myself too much to keep hurting myself. I knew that if I could come out and get to the other side of this pain, I could make my struggle my superpower. I would find myself daydreaming about the day that I could finally help other humans in their own coming out journeys so that they never had to go through the pain that I went through. So as I slowly began to come out to the people around me, I held that vision. I knew that there was a greater purpose to all of this. And did I nearly shit my pants with every person I told? Absolutely, yes. I was actually so scared to tell my parents that I plopped a letter into our family group text chat 
and told them that I wouldn't be available for the next five hours as I had important meetings to tend to. They knew that there were no meetings. Through this awkward, uncomfortable, painful, sometimes hilarious and powerful process, I realized that there was no one right way or time to ever come out. So I took my hand and I promised to be my own biggest supporter through it all. Because at the end of the day, there was only us. And with each person I told, it felt like I was shedding years of shame and hiding. With each person I told, I felt more and more myself. It was the most liberating feeling you could ever imagine. And so throughout this process, I held on to the compassion that I learned at that retreat, and I still haven't let it go. It is through having that deep sense of compassion for myself that I was able to make my dream of helping others in the LGBTQ community a reality. As many of us know, being an LGBTQ entrepreneur isn't always easy. We see something conventional and we run the other way. At times, we stick out like a sore thumb. But our mission is so much greater than these challenges. For me personally, my mission of helping LGBTQ humans live an empowered and liberated life that is rooted in self-love and authenticity drives me back every single time. My pain and my journey of resilience serves as a reminder of why I am here on this earth at this time doing this work. And I am so grateful for all of it. Because without those nights of wishing upon shooting stars for a straight fairy tale and crying and praying the gay away, I would have never had the powerful realization that I was worthy of more, that we are all worthy of more. Every step of this journey led me to creating my LGBTQ personal development organization, We the Rainbow where I lead LGBTQ humans back home to themselves and each other through transformational events, coaching, and community. It is through these powerful tools, experiences, and connection to self and others where we have the ability to truly empower ourselves and create lasting transformation. As LGBTQ plus humans, we all want to feel seen, heard, and understood. And it is through We the Rainbow and our family that we can cultivate that. I still get chills when I say what I do. And fuck that straight fairy tale because, hey, I've created my own little gay one and there is rainbow and glitter everywhere. Little me would be so proud. I continue to use love and compassion as a compass in all that I do. Through this lens of love, I am able to reflect on the entirety of my coming out journey with gratitude, something that I never thought I would be here to do. We all have the power to transform our darkness into our light, our struggle into our superpower, our mess into our magic. So let's not underestimate it. Let's use this as an invitation to come back home to ourselves once again because we deserve it. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Popped into the stop spotlight here. <clears throat> All righty, y'all, you know how it goes. If you have any questions, drop them in the chat and we'll, and we'll talk about it.
Yeah. Got a beautiful storyteller here. Thank you. To answer questions. Any and all questions. How is my family now? My, my family has actually been so incredibly supportive. My sister is actually here in this audience. And um, I, got, I got really lucky. And I realized that that is not the case for all people. And there was a lot in my journey that made me really fearful around coming out to my family and friends and you know they just continue to be my biggest supporters and it's it's not always rainbows and butterflies and sunshine we need to have really hard difficult conversations sometimes and i know that most of you are probably you know aware of what that can feel like but i'm really lucky that you know my sister who's here with me today my brother they're both my best friends and they have stood by me through it all uh, what has helped you feel supported by your family? Mm. Um, I think that mostly their ability to listen, the way that they were just so immediately like accepting of me when I finally came out to them um, and being able to have those hard conversations where they actually try and understand what this experience may be like for me, even if they can't understand it themselves. I think that just listening is, is really huge. I agree. I really like this question because I, again, I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners um, and people of that kind of category in here. So when people ask you what you do for a living, how do you approach that? Do you feel safe to come out? How do you navigate those conversations? Yeah, you know, I, I think that something that I always say to all of my clients as well is make sure that you feel safe because, you know, it's, it's not your time or your job to come out if you don't feel safe. So safety and security is always number one priority. Um, and with myself, I personally feel that I am now in a space where I'm able to speak and share very openly about what I do and feel safe in that. Um, are there times where I am in certain environments where I don't feel safe sharing that? Absolutely. Um, and that's something that's still interesting to navigate. But I also realize that you know, for me personally, if I am in a space where I feel comfortable and confident sharing that and I have support around me, sharing my story and being honest about what I do could really help to change that narrative, to shift that narrative for somebody else who maybe has their own preconceived ideas about people in this community. So I always think of it like if I feel safe, I'm going to share because that's how I create the change myself. And I will drop your social and website again one more time. Thank you so much. And I just want to say that this event is so incredible. Elena, thank you so much for inviting me here and to create. I mean, look at this fucking virtual world that we're in right now. Like that is so cool. And I know that this took so much work and energy and love and I mean, Brayden, all of you, everyone on the team that was behind all of this, like this is truly incredible and this is what our community needs. So thank you so, so, so much.
I love that talk. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of Arielle is how she shows a different side of what it means to be queer. There is such a lesbian stereotype of flannel-wearing, Home Depot-going, Subaru-driving lesbians. And frankly, while it's a personal favorite, (laughs) it's just one aspect of our community at large. Arielle and her visibility drives home the point that queerness exists in nuance, not in singular stereotype. I hope you enjoyed this discussion on self-love, and I invite you to contribute your thoughts on our blog post for this episode. Again, thank you to our sponsor of this episode, QueersInTheCountry.com. Be sure to visit to learn about the game-changing experience of this weekend in the country, sitting in community with our rural queer family. Thanks so much for being here, fam. Be good to yourselves. I appreciate you.